The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to The Good Guys. So we have a little explaining to do on this episode. As many of you know, like six months ago, we teased that we had my old co-star, Miranda Cosgrove, famously, Carly, Mm. Megan, so many other things, School of Rock, Ben's favorite. We had her on the podcast. (laughs) We love her. She's one of my my good, good friends. And uh, it's a great episode. People have been asking, where's the pod? Where's the pod? Well, there was a SAG strike amongst the actors. So we decided to hold the episode because we were talking so much about School of Rock and Drake and Josh. And there was sort of like a pause on talking about anything showbiz based. And we wanted to respect the strike. So we held the episode and then the episode got lost. <laughs> um, I don't know how to explain it. It got damaged. It just, the file got corrupted, right, Ben? Yeah, it's terrible. Honestly, it was such a good episode too. And as a member of SAG, I blame SAG. It is what it is. If if the strike didn't happen, if us actors weren't out there, if us celebrities weren't picketing, none of this would have happened. But sad, but unfortunately, it's gone. I blame AI. I blame AI. It's gone. And yeah, yeah, gone, but not forgotten. It was a great episode. It was great. Not as good as Jeanette, but great. (laughs) Well, it's, uh, it's, it's terribly disappointing and we love Miranda. She's going to come back on the pod, not to worry. And the last thing I want to say about it is if I don't get a fucking Academy Award in the next 10 years, I'm lying, guys. The episode's in perfect shape and it's here now. Perfect. And by the way, Josh didn't tell me that he was doing that before. So I actually thought that it was damaged. And I was thinking to myself, my God, that is absolutely terrible news. I can't believe that the wonderful Miranda Cosgrove episode is damaged, but it's not. And I went along with it because I'm a good friend. I'm not a snitch. You see, you see, but also just know that whenever Josh gets canceled and he comes out with an apology video for it, he doesn't mean it. I don't mean it. He's just a good actor. (laughs) I'm just a great actor and I deserve all the awards. And on that note, here's Miranda Cosgrove. (laughs) <laughs> that was so beautifully unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good, good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. Miranda, I know that for a while you were very sick. Do you still have Stick It to the Maniosis or have you recovered? It's a School of Rock reference. Damn it! <laughs> wow, what a nerd, Ben. I did not Jeez. know what you were talking about. Stick it to the maniosis. Now I get it. Yes, there I still was, had you, it. I saw there ben was like crumple. I saw him go in his I'm body. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to leave you hanging. You emotionally blue balled, Ben, like I've never seen. This is a terrible way to start. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I like high-fived you and you fully like pulled one of these and <laughs> we, we just won't recover. Stare. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> is it, is, I'll take the blame. It was my fault. Is, is School of Rock <laughs> your favorite movie, Ben? Uh, School of Rock is definitely up there. During COVID, we actually rented a theater for $99 and watched School of Rock. So, no way, really? Uh, wonderful movie. Yes, but where does it rank, I guess, very low <laughs> in terms of all the projects you've done? But what's your, what's the favorite, what's your favorite thing that you've ever done? 
Honestly, probably School of Rock would definitely be up there just because it was one of the first things I ever did. And I got to go to New York for the first time and work with Jack Black. And it made me really fall in love with acting. And I got to be around so many other kids doing it, which was so fun. And they all played instruments. So it made me wish I was musical. <laughs> but yeah, I had a great time getting to to do that movie. So probably School of Rock or Drake and Josh. Drake and Josh was really fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when we were we were doing Drake and Josh, I think it was like the first season. And then there was like a break in between seasons and you went off to do School of Rock. And here we are like thinking like, oh, like really giving this this young actor a chance on Drake and Josh. <laughs> and, you know, we'll really guide her. And during our break, I'll go off and make some uh, some some cinematic masterpiece like Max Keeble's big move cut to a year later and Miranda's in the biggest movie of the year and like literally an iconic movie for the last 20 years that has had a real resurgence right like TikTok blew up School of Rock again do you and if this is too personal let me know but do you see residuals from that movie we talk about it often as child um, actors on Nickelodeon Josh has told me did not a DC residuals from that Yeah, movie? I think that I still do once in a while. I'm pretty sure that I do. <laughs> I'll answer that for her. She does. Because <laughs> it's not Nickelodeon. That's like proper movie. Like that's, that's real shit. Nickelodeon doesn't do residuals. No. They're not into so them. How often do you get that question about residuals and Drake and Josh or iCarly, that kind of stuff? A lot? Sometimes, some of my friends have asked me before, but I don't know. I feel like this is one of the first times I've ever publicly discussed residuals. Well, we're, we're, Ben and I are <laughs> we're, we're, fi is, we're financiers. Yeah, we're financiers. We, our we like to dig in. perpetuating Jewish stereotypes, so we're going to get right into your financials. What kind of corp do you have? I'm guessing an S-corp. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> But is, does this annoy? The only thing that annoys me about the residuals, because it is what it is, is when people go, "Oh, you're fine, though." You know, residual king, and I'm like, <laughs> you're "I'm thinking, living nope. check to check." Like, no, I mean, but back then, I was like, "No, actually, that's just a little bit of a um, misconception." I still don't understand how it works. Why? Why didn't we get residuals? Do you know why? I don't know. I still don't fully get it. Someone did. It's like it's something to do with you have to be on real TV, right? <laughs> <laughs> we were on cable. We on? I think it had something to do with them just taking advantage of kids, right? Like that. I think that's what it is. It seems like a very conscious choice from what Josh. <laughs> you might have me, something so. there, Ben. <laughs> it's. I mean, not to get into the weeds, but I think it was like early basic cable because Steve-O was recently on, and he was on MTV and said there was no jackass. Yeah. yeah residuals. Huh. I think it was just like the way the contracts in the 90s and the early sort of 2000s were structured where it was considered a buyout. So your sort of fee for the episode was your, your all overall inclusive. fee. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Some smart lawyers over there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you were in School of Rock, obviously a musical production. From then, when did you launch your music career? And did you take inspiration from that or no? I did because, so I was the only person in the movie pretty much that didn't play an instrument. And all mm -hmm. the other kids in the movie, like the kids that were in the band and the singers, they were all from all over the United States because they did this huge casting call and just brought in any kids that could really play the instruments super well. So after being there for four months in New York and watching all the kids play amazingly and knowing I couldn't play anything. I came back to LA and I started taking guitar lessons and I still play guitar. I'm not super good, but 
I got really into it when I got back home. And then I do think that kind of played into me wanting to sing and get into music later on, for sure. How did you like, we talked with Hillary about this and how when you sort of do the music side of things, it is a, a totally different animal and almost like different level of fame and adoration than, you know, being an actor. And what was that like for you? What, what were the differences? How did that feel? It did kind of freak me out at first because I remember going from being on Drake and Josh and iCarly and filming it at Nickelodeon Studios in that little studio. You don't. People would come up to me sometimes when I'd go out on the weekends to the movies or something, but it's not the same as going to different states and being on stage and seeing thousands of people. So it kind of surprised me at the time. I remember thinking, I didn't realize how many people watched the shows until I started to go on tour and really see them. Right. Um, so yeah, it was definitely kind of surprising. It was really fun getting to be on a tour bus and go around and see a lot of the United States and stuff. That was pretty cool. So maybe, maybe we do another album. What are we thinking? <laughs> ever? Me, me you, and you. <laughs> yes, obviously yes. But would you ever do more music? I'm not sure. I don't have any plans to do anymore right now, but it was fun with the iCarly revival because for a long time we went around trying to figure out what to make the theme song for the show. And then mm. I ended up just going with the theme song from the original that I sang when I was 13. It was my first time ever. Residuals, right? <laughs> I got it. We got fucking smart, Benny boy. Okay. Yeah, let's write a new song that I don't get any fucking scratch from. No thanks. Nope. <laughs> I have so many questions. Should we start at the beginning? A very good place to start, Ben? We we should. I'm so curious about the beginning. Just obviously I know how you guys met, but were you guys friends? Take us back, what is it, 20 years? 20, 20 years? That's more. scary. It, 20, Wait, I'm 30. I met you, I met you when eight. I was eight. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. That's so... In- Wait, how old were you? 14? 14. God, that's so crazy. I remember meeting you for the first time because I watched the Amanda show constantly when I was little. And usually when I auditioned for things, I didn't know what it was <laughs> or any of the people in it. Sure. And when I found out I was auditioning for Drake and Josh and I, I was so excited. And then I came in for the, one of the final auditions. And I remember I got to do the scenes with you. And I think you said you did the little girl in the, in the audition. <laughs> like that was one of the first times I think you ever said that. <laughs> really? I'm pretty sure. I think that I have that memory in my head. Did it, what, how was your, our first imp- like what was your first impression of me was i nice you were very nice i remember thinking God, I, I remember i was in the car afterward my mom was like how do you think it went and i was like well cuz all i cared about was going back to school and being able to tell them that i met you guys yeah <laughs> so i was like well it doesn't matter now like it didn't matter to me if i got the part even back then i was just like i made it i, I met them so i get to tell everybody so how soon after that do you remember like getting the call that you got the show I think it was maybe just a few days after or something like that, because I went in probably five times before I met you and I got the part. So Wow. Yeah. I remember going in and reading with you and, and this has sort of always been, I don't know how you are with this, but it's always been my sort of mission is that I've spent 95% of my life on the other side in that audition where I'm the one sort of singing for my soup and you know, hoping for the role. And so those rare times where you do have the part and you're going in for a chemistry test, I'm like, what can I do to make you win and comfortable and just feel, because, you know, 90% of auditions are you go and do something you've been preparing for three months and they go, thank you. 
And, and then you, go, you never hear anything oh. ever again. And you go, do you validate? And they go, no. <laughs> you're like, oh, so I have to pay to be here. <laughs> I have to pay to be embarrassed. That definitely is how they normally go. It's terrible. It is. What was, you know, I feel like over the five years of Drake and Josh, like we, there were so many like great memories and, and so many great interactions. And then also like, it did feel like at times... I, I always wanted to know what your experience was like, like, because, you know, there was sometimes we did, there was a, it doesn't feel like there's a big gap in our age now, but then certainly it felt like, you know, we were in high school and you were some, you know, I was so glad that you were kind of separated from us just being like <laughs> knucklehead, you know, 16 year olds sometimes. Right. I remember when I was in, when I was doing schooling at first, you guys were with me <laughs> and then within six months, <laughs> you both were no longer I don't, I don't remember if it was because you graduated or if it was because... No. It's because they found a loophole. <laughs> it's because we went to some guy's weird-ass high school, which was an apartment in Silver Lake, took a GED test, and for 500 bucks, we had our high school diplomas. I was like, is this kosher? He's like, until someone asks. Oh I kept saying God, to my mom, so where good. did Drake and Josh go? <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Kevin, the teacher. You remember Kevin? Oh, Kevin Mall. I remember him. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Mall. Well, he used to make me raise my hand. I was the only one when you guys left in the classroom. They made you raise your hand uh -huh. and you were the only one in the classroom? <laughs> yes. He, he said he was preparing me if I ever had to go back to regular school. You're like, I'm very <laughs> famous, Kevin. I'm never going back. <laughs> That's wild. What Ben, does the whole um, set schooling thing interest you as someone who's gone to very classic schools your whole life? I was going to say, as a, as a Jewish private school goer, I don't know if you know this, Josh, my middle school had seven people in it. Seven. So it essentially was the same thing. For all three grades? Yeah. From sixth, seventh, and eighth was seven people. No, no, no. Wait, seven. Wait. In each grade. No, no, no. One grade, seven people. Got it. Got it. The, the, full, the full middle school was about 25 people. Tiny. Insane. Tiny. How did that tiny. sustain? It didn't. They're bankrupt and gone. <laughs> and, and, and my parents paid for private school education that was definitely not good education. What if you um, didn't like any of the six other people? What did you, what did you do? I, I would have told them and I would have probably transferred, but... I did like them, thank God. And it was like super fun. But like, I guess I kind of did have, it's not, not the same thing, but it was a very, very small school. And as long as you liked your teachers, did you like your teacher or were there multiple teachers or was one teacher that taught all classes? I am curious on that or like all subjects. Um, when I got older, when I was in high school, I had four or five different teachers. But when I was younger, just Kevin, <laughs> me, and, me and Kevin, he was nice, but- <laughs> the hand raise was a little strange. And so it was homeschooling from kindergarten through high school, but then you went to college, right? Well, I went to elementary school, just a regular public school until fifth grade. That's why I was excited Got when it. I auditioned for Drake and Josh, because all the kids in my public school watched the Amanda show. So Got when it. I went back, I got to tell them all I'm, I'm on the show. And then I would go back to regular school in between filming Drake and Josh. So I'd go back for a few months when we were done filming a season and it was crazy. I remember when Drake and Josh came out. I wasn't that popular in elementary school at all. Like I had a few friends that were my best friends, but 
when I came back, I remember going to recess and all the kids at recess were like running up to me and going crazy because they were all watching the show. It was, it was crazy. Wow, that, that's crazy. This episode of the Good Guys Podcast is brought to you by Element. Element helps anyone stay hydrated without the sugar and other dodgy ingredients found in popular electrolyte and sports drinks. Electrolyte deficiency or imbalance can cause headaches, cramps, fatigue, brain fog, and weakness. These are things that I experience every day. Headache, always. Fatigue, I'm always tired. Brain fog, until I have some element. Element knocks that all out. Proper hydration is incredibly important, folks. Incredibly important. And Element is the best in the biz. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research revealing that optimal health outcomes occur at sodium levels two to three times government recommendations. Each stick pack delivers a meaningful dose of electrolytes free of sugar, artificial colors, or other dodgy ingredients. Element is formulated for anyone on a mission to restore health through hydration. Element is the real deal. It's taken by U.S. Olympians, professional athletes in the NFL, the NBA, the NHL. Element is the real deal. So if you want to try it, and I highly recommend you do so, go to drinkelement.com slash goodguys. That's drinklmnt.com slash goodguys to receive a free Element sample pack with any order when you purchase through our URL. No questions asked on refunds. Give it a try today. Go to drinkelement.com, lmnt.com slash goodguys. This episode of the Good Guys podcast is brought to you by Earnin. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Are you looking for a special night out? Maybe a last minute gift for a loved one? Maybe there's an unexpected uh, trip coming up or a vacation that you wanna take, upcoming rent, Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. So download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in good guys under podcasts when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Good guys under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Was there a moment like that with the kids at recess where it clicked in your mind of like, oh, I might not be able to go back. Like my life is Miranda, just the normal good girl from Downing, California, <laughs> the daughter of a dry cleaner. Like, did you feel that, that shift? 
Um, in elementary school, I just remember thinking, wow, I'm popular all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't think I was thinking about it too much. And I remember like the kid that I had a crush on who didn't know I existed all of a sudden talked to me. Like it was, I think I just thought things were coming up roses in fifth grade. <laughs> but probably later on when I got older, maybe I had that realization. But yeah. <laughs> I was pretty much living it up back then. Because <laughs> I, I, I wonder too, like... The, it's so funny with like the set schooling and everything. Cause there are people like, you know, me who basically took the easy way out. And then, but I remember you, like you had French tutors coming to set, like good for you for really charging Nickelodeon for a high end education. <laughs> like you, you really stuck with it. And then you eventually went to USC, which is so impressive. Like who were, were you sort of hell bent on that? Or were your parents like, no, 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 you're going to actually learn things and not be a complete mess. Like Josh. Well, it started off that I got into acting in the first place because my parents kept saying, oh, it'll be so good. You can put money aside for college. So that mm. was the initial like goal. So I think I just I don't think my parents ever thought I was going to keep doing it long enough or make enough to really even fully pay for college. Sure. It was just kind of the hope. So I think we never really like my parents never gave up on that dream. And then, yeah. And then just Having all the different tutors ended up being really helpful later on. I don't know a single word of French, <laughs> not one, but I had like a math tutor that helped me a lot. And that was pretty cool just because having the one-on-one help sure. was, I think it it was probably even better maybe than being in a regular school because anytime you get tripped up or you don't understand something, the person, it's just you and the tutor. So, right. so yeah, it ended up being good. And I think it helped me so that I was ready when I went to USC because I always really want I love school when I was in elementary school yeah I used to love like being in a school environment so I was excited to go back but you you walked into USC at the height of your powers I mean you've never not been famous but like (laughs) I mean this is iCarly on TV coming off Drake and Josh which was big as well like I mean not to make it about me but I recently went to an Olive Garden I'm talking about normal people folk and I'm I walk by this guy and I'm going to the restroom and all I I see him kind of clock me and I hear him turn to his buddy and go yo am I tripping like he just was like what is Josh Peck doing at In my local Olive Garden. Olive Garden and I'm like I'm here for the bread and salad babe just like you so I ask when you walked into USC like are people bugging out? Are they giving you your anonymity or are you just being bombarded? Um, people would come up to me. It took me a whole semester to really meet people and actually become friends with people because people would come up to me, but they just talk to me for two seconds and say they knew the show and then I wouldn't really sure. become friends with people. So it took me went a minute and then I got into a study group and I met a bunch of people and actually became friends. But Sometimes I'd go into classes and I'd raise my hand and before I'd answer a question, people would scream my Carly or oh, one time that. I went to the row where they have, you know, the parties and stuff. And I was super excited to, I'd never go to parties or do anything like that. So I was really excited. I thought I was going to like come out of my shell and become like a party girl. <laughs> and I went to one and there were like stripper poles in the, <laughs> like, and people were going crazy. And the guy that Clip asked me, it, Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that invited me, I came too late and he was already really drunk and he threw up and it was, it was this whole insane. It just wasn't what I had pictured. I guess it kind of was what I pictured, but it wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> You're holding um, the boy's hair back because he's like retching. <laughs> it was just crazy. So I never really got into the party scene, but people get 
very into it at USC. <laughs> oh, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> But, it, but it's such a cool way to go to college. Like, obviously, most people go to college without knowing what career they want after it. That's why they go versus going just to learn and kind of be in the moment. Like, it, have you ever thought of that? Like, like you, I'm assuming that you weren't going to, like, become a dentist or something, right? Like, <laughs> that's like what there ben, was no, like, ben went to that, that, was, that was me. That Yeah, I, I also ch- transitioned away from that. So you could have wanted to do that, but. I just think like college is either pre-med or law or writing or whatever it is, but you have your career already set, right? So what was that sort of like? Like, were you able just to really enjoy it and sort of regardless of what happened, happened or just thinking through that? Well, one of the main reasons that I wanted to go so badly was because I wanted to figure out if there was something else that I really wanted to do instead of Mm. acting. So Mm -hmm. at the time when I first, the first semester, when I first started there, the whole point was just to try to see if there was anything else. God, that's good parents. <laughs> but then my, I, my mom was like, oh, no, 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 we signed a deal in blood. You're fucking doing You're it. What am I going to be for myself? <laughs> Shout out Barb. Love you, mom. Love you, mom. Thank you. Barb. <laughs> Hi, Barb. She's good people. <laughs> Dragged my mom. Sorry, go for it, Miranda. <laughs> But yeah, so, but I tried a million different things. I tried a photography class. I tried to be an artist for a second. I took a sketch <laughs> class. Like looking back, it was really dorky. Yeah. <laughs> like I wasn't good at any of the things. I took a yoga class at USC. <laughs> like maybe I'll be a yoga. There's a yoga major at USC. <laughs> Liberals. <laughs> I think it's just part of the physical education requirement. But I remember going with my yoga mat. Miranda's <laughs> <laughs> like, this is for me <laughs> it's not for me <laughs> like back to acting <laughs> but yeah oh then I did I've changed my major a bunch of times I did theater then I changed it to film then I try I thought oh maybe I'll be a writer and then I wrote some essays and they weren't good <laughs> I just kept trying things and yeah and then I ended up back wanting to act but I'm glad I did it I know now <laughs> that's so good Ben did you graduate yeshiva I did. I did. Yes, I did. I was just about to say, I think that you should go, Josh, to USC. I think you should enroll now, spend the next couple of years podcasting and exploring, taking art classes, yoga, discovering yourself. I agree. It's so trite, but of course, now in my 30s, I really value education and I can see the value of having those four years to maybe try yoga, maybe try film, like... That's the beauty of a liberal arts education, right? It's like, it's not, it's teaching you how to think. It's not necessarily like, I'm going to be a dentist or I'm going to be a professional in this way. It's like, I'm not quite sure. So let me try a bunch of things and see where I sort of gravitate. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely didn't have that. Mine was very like dentist, dentist, dentist. And then one day I was like, oh, nope, I want to be a creative marketer and took a bunch of marketing classes. How far did very, you get into being a dentist years like, into the... Like, like right before applying to dental schools, like I have a minor in chemistry. Don't ask me anything. I don't know anything, but I have like a useless minor. And just before it, I was like, you know what? I think the only reason I like dentistry is because my best friend's father at the time was like a mega dentist, owned like a hundred practices. And I think I just liked the idea that he was so rich. <laughs> And I like put the two of them together, like, oh, rich dentist. And then started realizing like, actually most dentists are not rich. And fun fact, number one suicide profession in the United States. Did you know that? 
I would have yeah. never guessed that. Why? Number one. So for my mental health. It's high pressure? A lot of loneliness? I think, I think that it's just this idea. Like it's that like funny narrative that if you're on a plane and somebody's having a heart attack and they say, is there a doctor on the plane? And there's a dentist and they just can't do anything. There's like something about like this, this idea that they went to school for so many years. They're so smart. They like, but they, they can't help. I, I don't know. And no one likes the dentist. Oh, that's that true. Too. Everybody's scared of the dentist. Yes. Dreads going. Which is, that too. you've kind of teed me up for my, what are you nuts moment of the week, Ben? Should we, yes. should we dive in? Miranda, we should. Ben and I will start. We have something, a segment called the what are you nuts moment of the week. And it is just your gripe with people, places, and things. If there's anything that's been annoying you, it can be something as minor as, I don't know, parking or something silly, or it can be something major. Take your time. No pressure. All, all uh, nuts moments are good nuts moments. <laughs> ben and I will start to give you an example. Okay. In the dentistry vein recently, and this is kind of a double dentistry thing, I was driving and there was a billboard for sort of dental implants and sort of more involved dental, dental procedures. And their big selling point was anesthesia. <laughs> like we put you out for a cleaning, for whatever it is you need. And their <laughs> slogan was, we cater to cowards. What are you nuts? <laughs> what a jerky thing to say. Like, why doesn't the billboard just go, hey, pussy? Like, you know, <laughs> what's up, you fucking wimp? Like, you know, heard you're a little, oh, oh you little baby. Heard you little baby. Like, you got to get the gas. Like, I just thought that was, what are you nuts? Like, we cater to cowards? Thanks for making me feel terrible about the fact that. I'm a little nervous about getting my teeth cleaned. This was on a billboard. What are you, what are you yeah. nuts? That said, back to your first, what are you nuts? I love a local anesthetic. Not that made me sound like a drug addict, but I'm just saying you can put me under any time. No, it's a great that snooze. Local is and you typically come. This oh, is local is just numbing. This is not oh, this general. Is this is we put you out with gas. Great. I also love that. Me too. I also love that. I was going to say, Josh, is that technically a free pass? Oh yeah, baby. I get elective surgeries all the time. I'm on my fourth colonoscopy. <laughs> it's not true, Miranda. I'm doing uh, great. 15 years. Miranda was around during my more troubling times. We'll, we'll come back to that after, uh, after my wedding nuts. So this is two days in a row. I go to the same coffee place for the last, I don't know, six months. I switched. Nice little boutique coffee shop. Josh spoke about this with you. Le Bibliquet in the city. Very fancy, whatever. Only $4 coffee. It's a great deal. I go in and every morning I say, can I have a cup of hot coffee with a little bit of milk? No problem. Get my coffee yesterday, completely white, like dumped in like a pound of heavy cream. And I thought, all right, no problem. Threw it away, went home, made my own coffee, moved to the next day. This morning I go back again. They've never done this before. Hi, can I have a cup of coffee? Little bit of milk, just like a splash, right? Just a splash. Open up my cup again, literally like there's no coffee. 100% milk. And that to me is, what are you nuts? If I ask for a little bit of milk, got to give me a little bit of milk. There's some people that like their coffee heavy. Some people that like it light. Some people that like it black. Josh, you're a black coffee drinker, right? Right? Right. Yes. Yes, Ben. Sorry, I forgot yes. we're in an audio yes. form. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so that's my wedding. I'm just <laughs> nodding at the Zoom. 
This episode of the Good Guys Podcast is brought to you by Masterclass. I absolutely love Masterclass because for those of you that don't know, I absolutely love learning. As an entrepreneur, as a celebrity entrepreneur, a business owner, you know, I'm always trying to find new things to learn and apply to my business. The number one way to be incredibly confident in business is to know what you're talking about. And the only way that you're going to know what you're talking about is by continuing to learn and being able to reference the things that you've learned. I absolutely loved this masterclass that Bob Iger did, Teaching Business Strategy and Leadership. It was huge for me, and I think that it would be huge for you too if that's something that you're interested in. But if it's not, there are so many different masterclasses that you can check out at Masterclass. Masterclass makes a meaningful gift this season for you and anyone on your list because both of you can learn from the best to become your best, from leadership to effective communication to cooking, celebrity chef. Whether you're watching Masterclass on TV, listening in audio mode in the app, or on their site, the quality speaks for itself. It's like Masterclass instructors are your own personal mentors that are going to help you reach the next level. How much would it cost to take a one-on-one class from the world's best? Easily hundreds to thousands of dollars with a Masterclass annual membership, it's only $10 a month. Memberships start at $120 a year for unlimited access to one-on-one classes with all 180 plus Masterclass instructors. Learn how to negotiate a raise with Chris Voss or manage your relationship with Esther Perel. I mean, come on, it's unbelievable. There are over 180 classes to pick from. Again, I liked this Bob Iger class. I think that if you're thinking about starting a business, go on Masterclass, look at their classes, learn. Learning is the key to self-confidence and really starting your business. This holiday season, give one annual membership and get one free at masterclass.com slash good guys. Right now, you can get two memberships for the price of one at masterclass.com slash good guys. Masterclass.com slash good guys. M-A-S-T-E-R-C-L-A-S-S dot com slash good guys. Offer terms apply. This episode of the Good Guys Podcast is brought to you by Hero Bread. You already know that we love Hero Bread because Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, is high in fiber, and contains fewer calories and more protein per serving than the conventional version of the same baked goods. I mean, what else do you need to understand, folks? Hero Bread products are delicious and flavorful, offering the soft, fluffy experience that you love when enjoying a refreshing, I don't know, BLT, a savory breakfast burrito, or a mouth-watering cheeseburger. For me, folks, I'm so looking forward to using my Hero Bread this holiday season on my absolute favorite, favorite French toast. I'm obsessed with French toast. I can't eat French toast all the time with regular bread. It's just so caloric and fattening. You know, we're trying to get slim, excuse me. But with Hero Bread, I can, I can do that. You want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Of course you do. Who doesn't want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? If you put the peanut butter and the jelly on the Hero Bread, it's it's basic, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing because there's zero to one grams of net carbs in this bread, zero grams of sugar, high fiber, low cal, I mean, it's, it's truly, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's my hero. Hero bread is my hero. You want to make a grilled cheese, a delicious grilled cheese? Hero bread. It's so soft, so fluffy. I absolutely love it. 
eat it all the time. Huge, huge, huge fan of Hero Bread. And Hero Bread is offering 10% off your first order to our listeners. Go to hero.co, H-E-R-O.co, and use code goodguys at checkout. That's goodguys at hero.co, H-E-R-O dot C-O. Randy, got anything? Okay, so anything I want to complain about? Anything. Anything I want to complain about? We can come back to you if you need a little time to think. A little tiny bit more time. It made me, I thought of something, but this happened a year ago and I don't know why I'm still upset about it. I was on a plane and I went into the bathroom on the plane and all of a sudden, like two seconds after I sat down to go to the bathroom, the stewardess came and was beating on the bathroom door like crazy. And I thought, oh, like something terrible must be happening and I need to get back to my seat. So I was going as fast as I could to get back up and like be able to leave. And when I came out, she was like, if you threw a cigarette down the like a cigarette into the toilet. She was like, you could go to jail for that. You can't be smoking on a plane. And I was in there for like a half second. I also like, I don't smoke. <laughs> and I just said like, no, I was like, I didn't have the cigarette. Wow. And she 100% believed with all of her heart that I was smoking in that bathroom. And then I threw it into the toilet. You're like, babe, I vape. <laughs> And I don't know why I've just, and then it was funny because the rest of the flight, it was like a six hour flight or something. And this happened towards the beginning. She hated me. And every single time she'd look over at me on the plane, it was like, I was like, she knew I did something awful Mm. that she couldn't prove I did. And it was just really uncomfortable the entire flight. And I've never, I'm still hanging on to that. Yeah, that's what he nuts. If she hears this. That is an excellent what he nuts. (laughs) Really top tier. Thank you. It's impressive. She's good. I told you, Ben, she's good. <laughs> she's good. She's good. And that is, there's nothing worse than being accused of something that you didn't do. I know, And who right? smokes on planes? Are people really still smoking on planes? And also, how would the cigarette, can you get cigarettes into an airport? Can you even go through security with cigarettes? Yeah, there's you no can't. metal in them. <laughs> <laughs> Lighter is probably hard. You're allowed but... to take, oh yeah, that's true. How did I light it? <laughs> Matches. <laughs> Matches. At a secret match, a <laughs> yeah. stash of cigarettes. Yeah, that's true, right? Because now in the age of vaping, like I have plenty of friends, like it's like snakes on a plane, vapes on a plane. But like I have plenty of friends who are vaping on planes, even though you're not allowed to. They have Nicorette gum, they have lozenges. Like, is there really any any excuse for smoking on a plane? No. Yeah, to be really cool. <laughs> we've spoke we've spoken at this before, Josh. Like smoking cigarettes, it's cool. There's some, the, the, there's, it's so different between like these vapes are just like, what the hell are you putting into your, your lungs or whatever. But when somebody's smoking a cigarette again, I don't smoke, but I look at them. I'm like, yeah, that person's cool. Badass. They're choosing the look over their health and they're into it and they're owning it. That's it on a plane. I think back, like imagine being on planes and I think it was what, as recently as the eighties where you had smoking sections on planes. Yes. Insane. Insane. What about insane? You probably are you too young to remember smoking in restaurants, like smoking sections that people were allowed to smoke in a restaurant. Oh yeah, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, what about you, Ben? Do you remember that? Vaguely, vaguely, but my mom was so smoke sensitive that I think that any restaurant that had that, she was immediately nope, not going in there. Yeah, there were, but there but were yeah, sections. You could smoke. You could smoke everywhere. You could get a smoking room at the Marriott. What? Yeah. They have smoking sections at Disneyland, and that always surprises me. 
Right, because you can't like just randomly smoke throughout the park. There are just little areas where you can go smoke. Speaking of smoking, and this is going to bring me to a line of questioning that I hate, <laughs> but I know that people are going to want to hear it, but I don't want to hear it because I'm like your older brother. Do you, have you ever done anything bad? Like, do you drink? <laughs> do, you, do you do any of that? I've never been drunk in my entire life. Crazy. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I'm Someone open get to this it. girl shit house, would you? I mean, this poor girl has never, never experienced being drunk. I truly don't have a good reason. I've never even been buzzed. I've sipped things before, but like two sips. You're so pure. You're so, <laughs> so good. Um, I'm trying to think what the craziest thing I've ever done is. I, you don't have to tell me. I, <laughs> we don't, we don't I, know. I don't want to know. I don't want to come up with something. I assume then that like weed is also off the table. You've you've never smoked anything, or you have? No, I've never smoked anything. Oh. I had an edible, like a, an edible a brownie, and I fell asleep for seventeen hours. Wow. <laughs> Some, sometimes I do that with regular brownies. <laughs> You know, I woke up too. super. Yeah, rested. my blood sugar spikes. The Ozempic hasn't kicked in yet, and I'm out. <laughs> it's the gluten. It's the gluten. <laughs> <laughs> and is there like, well, I guess like you have cool like Hollywoodish. Like I feel like you're at parties and things. Like you've certainly had the opportunity to drink to the point where at least you're buzzed, if not in excess. <laughs> so I would imagine, is there sort of a limiting part of you? Is there a part of you that doesn't allow yourself to go for it? Yeah. Maybe on some level, but I think it started off because I was always the designated driver when mm. I went out with my friends and I sort of liked taking on that role and got used to it and just kind of stuck with it forever. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm open to <laughs> to drinking, so <laughs> I'm still planning on it at some point, even though I'm 30. <laughs> Well, that's a good goal for your 30s Thank to you. maybe get buzzed. Yeah, just a buzz. I should have done it on my birthday, my 30th. Did you do any anything cool for your 30th? I was in Thailand, which was really fun. I had an ice cream cake on the beach in Thailand. Cute. <laughs> for a new movie you're doing, right? Netflix movie? Yeah, I did a rom-com for Netflix and it was really fun. It was a part of me because I was so far away. I was scared I was going to be sad to be away from like my family and friends on my birthday, but the group of people that were in the movie were so fun that I ended up having a really good time. Yeah. And who else is in it? Brooke Shields? Brooke Shields, Benjamin Bratt, who's really nice, Rachel Harris. Do you know Michael McDonald? He's so funny. Michael McDonald from the Doobie Brothers? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> the Michael McDonald from Mad TV and Yeah. Was he the director? No, he was in it and he's just I really hit he's it off great. with him. He's very funny. Yeah, he's so good. So okay, so <laughs> Yet another question in the line of, I don't like to ask these questions. Have you ever dated anyone famous? I feel like your DMs must be lit <laughs> up. I remember there was like some rapper dude who was like trying to make passes at you. And I was like, am I going to have to fight this guy? Like <laughs> it was, pump. is that him? I mean, granted, yeah. he'll probably like choke me out and I'll die. But just <laughs> know, put up a good fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For your honor, <laughs> I'm like, you. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to get one punch in before you end my life. That's really sweet. <laughs> I'm here I for you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I have. I don't want to say you who don't it have to. Is. Don't 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 don't. Um, but not when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> what Ben? What's so funny? It's just so funny the way that you ask questions. Like I don't want to ask it. I don't want to ask it. I'm gonna ask it. I don't want to tell you. All right, fine. I knew as soon as Josh asked me to be on the podcast that it would be very easy because anything I don't want to answer, I can just like give it a small look. <laughs> Dude, 
Now what I'm thinking about, Josh, is you fighting Lil Pump. So I think we need to make that happen. (laughs) I would like to see that. Call up Dana White. It's going to be Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, and then you, Lil Pump. That would be epic. How much could we make for that? (laughs) I don't think I'd make anything. Actually, I'm officially throwing this event. I'm the booker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to take 10% of the entire production. How much could you make? I feel like I could get you like... Two and a half million guaranteed. Are you kidding me? Miranda, could you be like the commentator? I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I'll hold up the numbers. They do. But, people do that, right? Yes. Is that a fight thing? You're not doing race? that in my fight. You're not going to be a <laughs> ring girl. <laughs> Why? She has two and a half. During my fight. <laughs> but she has two and a half million guaranteed too. Fine. You can do it. To be a ring girl, I'm in. I'm happy to be. Yeah. And I'll be yeah. I'll be your manager in this trade, so I'll be taking ten percent. It's not a big thing. Do you get residuals <laughs> for fights? <laughs> speaking of like when when you get sort of approached for the iCarly reboot, speaking of residuals and just like getting what we were due, like <laughs> is there a part? Like I think what's been so great, and and I've been lucky enough to do a couple episodes with you. Season three, it's out now. Our apps coming Paramount out plus. I'm on plus. Now streaming. Shut up. <laughs> Was that like a part of it? Obviously the money, that don't hurt. But like also you're a producer of the show now. Like I that's a part of me that's so envious and proud of you in that like knowing where we came from, where it was when we were kids, like we really I don't think had much of a voice or saying anything. And now you're like this badass producing the show looking at the edits, making decisions. Like what what was that like for you doing the iCarly reboot? It's funny because I didn't think about it that much when I was approached about doing the revival. I I thought it was awesome to get to have the executive producer title and I was excited to dive into it, but I didn't realize that that was going to be the thing that I enjoyed the most. Mm. Like maybe more than even mm. acting on the show just because because of what you said, getting to voice my opinions and see how the writer's room really worked and be in there and have not that my ideas are always the best ideas, but just to get to be in the room and work with everybody. And anytime I have a worry about the character doing something in an episode that doesn't feel totally organic or just being able to say that and talk through it with everybody that works on the show, that's such a cool thing to be a part of. And yeah, I never was able being a kid. It makes sense why I wasn't able to do that but it just feels really good it feels really empowering and it's been one of the best experiences I think with the new one and what was because I remember and this is like some inside baseball stuff but I was so proud to see you very vocal especially early on in like sort of the DNA of the reboot right like where do we begin from so that when we are in season three, like we haven't shot ourselves in the foot and it's very delicate like what were your fears about rebooting a show that's so beloved It was scary because when I first spoke with Jerry and Nathan, when they approached us about doing it, we were just so, so many times reboots come out and people are mad and they don't like it. Totally. And it's sad to think that it messes up the original in some way, like the memory of the original or just all of that. It was a lot of pressure because we wanted to do something different enough and aged up, but we didn't want to disappoint people or ruin the memories for people. So yeah, definitely. It felt like a lot of pressure in the beginning. And then after we were finished with the first season and it came out and most people seemed to enjoy it, that 
took a huge weight off. And then I feel like the second and third season became way more fun yeah. <laughs> because we were like, okay, at least we've we've done it now and people donate it and we can kind of just have a good time. So yeah, it was tricky trying to navigate all that and even decide if it was a smart thing to do again. Right. Are there any other reboots other than iCarly that have really... Like what? What other ones have been super successful? Fuller House. People seem to love that. Ben, is there anything else that comes to mind? I can only think of ones that I don't have any interest in seeing. <laughs> AKA Zoe One Hundred Two. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. Let's talk. I just, what do we think about I, this? Because I didn't know people were no shade on the show. I just didn't know people were dying for a reboot of it. I don't think that people were dying for a reboot of it. I think that's more what I'm saying. Like there are so many like cult classics that could get reboots. And I, I just, I didn't personally understand it. Again, no, no real shade, even as I'm talking shade, <laughs> but I just, I don't get it personally. I want a cat dog reboot. Did you guys ever watch that? Oh, great. Yes. I love cat dog. Cat dog, cat dog. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Alone in the world, a little cat dog. I mean, I've been in six reboots and I continue to audition for more. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, have what's you really the, been what's in the most six recent? Reboots? Yeah. yeah. No way. I've been in iCarly, <laughs> Fuller House, Turner and Hooch, Red Dawn, How I Met Your Father. Oh my God. <laughs> I think there's another one in there I, I, that I'm blanking on. But yeah, I've been and like the other day I auditioned for Matlock, which is getting brought back. Like, yeah, there's constantly. And I said to you're my- the king of the, You're the king of the reboot. I'm the king of the reboot. I sink them all except for iCarly because Miranda's at the helm. <laughs> I, I sink them all. <laughs> they call me the iceberg. Um. <laughs> was was Victorious a Nick show? Yes. Mm -hmm. were, either, were either of you guys ever on that? <laughs> I was. We did a crossover, uh, an iCarly Victorious crossover a long time ago. Was there any, and you guys were on at the same time, right? Yeah. Any beef? What? Mm. Sorry, Ben. Not really. I was just going to say, that would be a great reboot. That's all I was going to say. They they were the more fun cast between like iCarly and Victorious. They were all the wild, fun people. And I right. feel like the iCarly cast, we were like the misfit, like dorky people. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. Yeah. And now in the third season of, of, of iCarly, you have to make out with Nathan. I do. Who's plays this, Freddy this on the true. show. Yes. And you've known him for a long time. I've known him since I was 12. What's that like? Um, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it, it's, okay. I'm happy that it's him because he's so professional and I've known him for so long that it, I feel like it would be a lot more awkward with somebody. It could be a way worse situation. Sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is strange because- sure. I had pretty much one of my first ever kisses on the show with him when I was 13. Mm. And now I'm 30 and I'm kissing him on like it's just it's strange. It's a strange yeah. thing to go through. But also the way we do the scenes were so weird because we kind of map out every single second of everything we're going to do before we do it. Yeah. And so nothing is really left up to chance and I know exactly where I'm going to put my hand and where like so that kind of takes any of the pressure or weirdness away too because we're both really neurotic yeah <laughs> so it's completely just planned out and but, yeah but in general like kissing scenes like now I don't know if you've heard of this Ben on sets and it's a good thing they'll have intimacy coordinators or <laughs> yeah. 
kissing or any kind of physical scene. <laughs> that seems more awkward to me. I've it, never ha- worked with one. I just have I to say that as a white male. What no, is I'm kidding. It, what is an intimacy coordinator? Miranda? I've never worked with one before, but apparently, I think it's more for sex scenes and stuff, but I think they do have them sometimes just for kissing. I'm pretty sure they offered one to me and Nathan. Yeah. But they come in and they help you plan it all. Basically what Nathan and I did together (laughs) on the side before we did it. But doesn't that seem harder to have a third person that you don't know helping? Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) What, Ben, if you were an actor... Could do you think your beautiful, lovely wife, Claudia Oshry of the Toast, you know, podcast magnet, brilliant, brilliant entertainer, would could she ever be okay with you kissing someone? She would kill me and the woman. Yes, really, like on the on the spot. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's also just like not being an actor. It's just not a thing that one even thinks about, right? Like I don't go to work and as a part of my job description, like smooch employees. So there's just like, it's just not something that would ever even be thought of. And uh, yeah, you knew, you knew the answer to that question. <laughs> I did, but okay. So follow up. The reverse is possible and it is at least in the realm of possibility because Claudia is a comedian, sells out theaters. A lot of comedians get offered acting roles. So for sure. Yep. What if she was in that position? How about, how would you deal with it? Me and you would go to the dentist's office and get put under. (laughs) And then. (laughs) That sounds fucking awesome. And then we'd wake up and she did it and whatever. It is what it is. If it's part of her job, I have, I have no problem with it. Right. I have no problem with it personally. Personally. I I remember I had to do, (laughs) I had to do a love scene once in this movie I did called Locating Silver Lake. Little indie movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> and we had this love scene, but it wasn't graphic. Like we're under a, a sheet or whatever, we're under a blanket. But it, like the, the way I'm going to describe this is going to start sounding very Cinemaxy. But we're basically in this garage. <laughs> in a garage under a sheet in Silver Lake. I'm wearing a tool belt. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm the pizza boy. Um, and... I just remember her like, and so like, you know, it's basically just like, it's a close set and, and her and I are sort of like simulating the act and it's not like anything crazy. Everything is covered. You can't really see anything, but it's like a hundred degrees in this garage in like the middle of September, early September. And I just remember her going like after like the fifth take, her going, you're sweating. And I was like. (laughs) Yeah. It's 102 <laughs> degrees. I'm like, I'm doing all the work here. <laughs> I, I was like, it's not very nice. Has Paige Josh ever gotten jealous of a love interest? Has that ever been a problem? You know, Hillary Duff and I play love interests in How I Met Your Father. And I think that was maybe like the first person, not like jealous. I think she was more jealous that I got to kiss her than her getting to kiss me, (laughs) to be quite honest. But no, no, she never has. What would you do if Paige was an actress and she had to do? I, I, here's the thing. I do have jealousy about me, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm so against it that I, I crush it. I cram it down so hard. And I've done that since I was young. I also just like, I really believe that in general, if you're cheaters, go and cheat. 
and you can't <laughs> worry about it. Like you can't control people. So I I want to believe that I would be okay okay with it. I think it would just be funny because I just know her so well that I would love to see. I would just like. Cause you know, we all, no matter what, even when it's work, we want to put on like cute airs, like little, like charming things about ourselves, especially if you have to be that intimate with someone. So I would be like, stop, like, stop doing all your greatest hits. <laughs> like, seen that, seen that like a hundred times, whatever. Like, you wouldn't enjoy her trying to be charming. Yeah. Yeah. Me, it'd be more awkward watching her like be charming to some boy who I was like, that guy sucks. And also me knowing so much about actors, I'd be like, that guy's on human growth hormone. He doesn't talk to his parents. And like, yes, he has a better jawline than me. And he doesn't have like, you know, love handles, but he can't give you what I give you. <laughs> what if it's not some guy, Josh, and it's Chris Hemsworth? I love, but Chrissy Hems, my boy. I, I just, I don't know. I know, I know. I wonder if I would feel better. He's just such good people. Like he's a bad example. Like it would have to be, who's a real bad boy? Like, Chris has a wife and three kids. He's such Jay a gem. Jason Momoa. Is he a bad boy? I think so. No? I, I really want to say it to his face. You're a bad, bad boy, boy, aren't you, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> With your tool belt. <laughs> um, in the garage in Silver Lake. I, I think it would be more... I would I would watch that reboot of that show. You the 7th reboot. opposing Jason Momoa under a sheet with your tool belt in Silver Lake. Are there any stars of that, like, <laughs> like you know, hunky stars of that caliber where you're like, I wouldn't hate being in a movie with him? Well, Jason Momoa wouldn't be bad. Ooh, clip it. That was a good... <laughs> clip it. So you're Jason... Ooh, you like long hair? Yes, I do like long hair, but you reminded me of something funny when you were saying you do have jealousy about you. <laughs> my parents met in high school and my mom always tells this story about how the very first time she ever met my dad, they went to get Mexican food and they were sitting at the restaurant and out of nowhere, my dad said, I just want you to know this about me. I don't have a jealous bone in my body. I'm just not a jealous person. And my mom said afterwards, she couldn't stop thinking about it. Like it like made her like him. She thought it was cool. Oh, but then she said as time went on, she realized he's a very, very jealous person. Like he's one of the most <laughs> jealous people that you'll ever meet. So, yeah, I don't know. It just made me think how my dad has jealousy about him. He like tried to bury the lead. Yeah, people do that a lot, though. I feel like they try to say the opposite at first. Maybe he knew deep down he kind of was. So he tried to hide it. Claudia loves to joke about it. Josh, I don't know if Paige does this. I'll get home like. 10 minutes after I said I would be like, Hey, I'll be home at seven at seven ten. She'll be like, Oh, that was your girlfriend's like, what are you, what are you nuts? She's just so funny. <laughs> but you guys have an interesting thing too. Cause you guys are kind of like each other's betrothed, right? Like we are. Yes. When did you yes. guys meet in your early 20, like 21? Yeah, we met, I was 20. She was 18. Wow. And now I'm 31. And she's, she's turning 29 in two weeks. Don't tell anybody that I said that. Wait, so you guys met, well, right She wants to be 25 forever. Yeah, yeah. We met right out of high school and we've been together for 11 years and married for six in September. Did you go to the same so, college? Is that where you met? We didn't go to the same college, but we met at an NYU party. My wife went oh. to NYU. So we met like just very regular kids, regular kids. But yes, she is my, my soulmate. Great woman. So Love her. So sweet. Love her. You know, that I brought up getting sober at 21. Like I certainly in my, like, I feel like in my last year of Drake and Josh, I was probably a little bit sowing my wild oats, as they say, <laughs> just sort of, uh, you know, partying a bit and just kind of, I don't know. I was like 19 and just being like a knucklehead 19 year old. Were you like aware of that at all 
from my perspective, I just thought that you guys were cool and were living it up. And I was trying, I was trying to get around you both as much as possible. What does that mean? Oh, like just hang out around Yeah, us. like I just thought you were really cool. We were. <laughs> You're like, it was real. We were real. Oh, man. I mean, you had license. You could drive. I think on the last season of Drake and Josh, I was 12. So... You had it all. You were 12. <laughs> you have it all. <laughs> That's so crazy. But I remember when you guys got your license, like all the good stuff was happening for you guys. And I was too little. Was there ever that like, because I feel like I've always, whether you liked it or not, taken that like older brother role for you. Like, just like I said, like, little pump, let's, 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 let's fight. <laughs> like, <laughs> stay away. Like, there's two and a half million for pump too. <laughs> there's two and a half million for pump too. Was there ever like the, that, you know, Josh, don't be my big brother in this moment. Like I want to be, you know, a little wild and a teenager and have my moment. Or was it just like, or did, did you not mind that I was a little protective? No, not at all. I <laughs> did not mind because I'm an only child. So I love like the feeling of having a brother. I've always wanted a sibling my entire life. So me too. It's fucking lonely. I know there, isn't it? it is <laughs> playing by yourself. It just sucks. It's horrible. Being an only Josh, one. you're going to kill me for asking, but we need a Megan. Who who needs <laughs> who we need we need, we need they the people need a Megan. Did people ever ask you to say it? Come up to you and ask you to say it. People ask me to say to record myself calling them boobs a lot. That's the thing I get. Yeah, that happens a lot. I'm getting Megan and you're getting boobs. Yes, you have the better deal. People come random. People come up to me in Target and they're like, "Hey, can you can I video you calling me a boob?" What you're like, like? You're a boob. You're like, sir, I'm I'm buying toothpaste. Like, what, what are you talking? about <laughs> wow that's yeah i get that a lot sometimes i'll give it to people but not in the rhythm that they're accustomed to they'll be like can i get a hug me brother and i'll be like hug me brother and they'll be like that's <laughs> not how it goes <laughs> wrong <laughs> Mar marshall is wrong pissed. oh oh so we're not getting a megan cool <laughs> moving on from from the people not getting a Megan, why didn't, I'm just thinking through this, Drake and Josh, both actual names, why didn't they just let you be Miranda? It's a good question. I don't think it was established enough. <laughs> I know the answer. Well, uh, wait, oh. why not Megan? No, no, no. Why didn't they let- And you guys had your real name. Miranda, Miranda. be Miranda. Miranda. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little long. <laughs> <laughs> Too many syllables. So I know the answer to this. Nickelodeon actually put down a rule that after Drake and Josh, like there was Keenan and Kel, like the Amanda show, there could no longer be characters as their their real life names because... Oh, legally, it probably gets confusing, it, right? It gets confusing. And if I go and say like, I'm playing some character named Josh and it has some mm. like winks towards my old character, how can they say that I'm stealing or borrowing or I'm infringing on the copyright mm. because it's my name. Josh, should we do speak pipes? Yes. So for the last sort of segment of the show, people send us these things called speak pipes. They like to have us give them a little bit of, you know, a little bit of advice, a question here or there. So as you can tell, I'm very prepared. Let me cue it up and we will, well, we'll get there. Hey guys, just wondering if Miranda has any reaction to when she went viral for the probably fuck <laughs> uh, bit that went around on TikTok. 
any reaction. Just that pretty much wherever I go now, people ask me, what's your favorite cuss word? Really? The other day I was at a stoplight and the guy next to me kept going like, roll your window down. And I rolled it down. And he was like, what's your favorite cuss word? And I was just like, oh my God. But yeah, it really surprised me that you never know what's going <laughs> to catch on with the internet. And that wouldn't have been what I thought would have caught on from doing that podcast. So it was just, it was just funny. You're good buddies with Whitney Cummings, right? Yeah. I love Whitney. How many famous friends do you have? And how much more <laughs> famous are they than me? You're my most, one of my most famous friends, Thank Josh. you so much. <laughs> but yeah, she's great. You know well, her avoided too, right? that one. <laughs> <laughs> you have two what? Favorite curse words? No, I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> okay, next caller. <laughs> no, we'll do a trade. You say one celebrity friend that you have, and Josh says Megan. Okay. <laughs> one celebrity friend I have. Okay, Amanda Cerny. Fine. Megan. <laughs> God, I hate you for making me do that. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> wow. I can feel the trauma coming back. <laughs> We're going to need some therapy <gasps> sessions. Hey, you ever go to therapy? I do go to therapy. We all do. I'll do. We should bill it to Nickelodeon. Okay, next one. Here we go. Hi, love you guys. Uh, great pod. I'm still looking for merch, but we'll address that another time. Okay, so I dream very vividly, and I have dreamed about an ex-boyfriend. And this relationship did not end well. I'm currently in a perfect relationship but like, I'm wondering if I should reach out to the ex because maybe he's like, I don't know, has a voodoo doll. What do you think? Like he's appeared in my dreams like several times, like here recently. I don't know. Is it me? Am I just overthinking this? All right. That's it. Bye. Do not reach out. Do not reach out. Do not reach out. Like all I have to say is I've had dreams over the last, I don't know nine years that I forgot to submit a final and didn't graduate college when I did. I don't know if you guys have ever had something like that, where it's like you forgot to turn something in. You don't actually have a diploma or whatever, but that's, it's not real. Your mind is playing like crazy ass tricks on you. And this guy definitely does not have a voodoo doll in my opinion. And your brain is just caught in old trauma. Anybody else? I like the old trauma angle. Yeah. I think stick with, stick with that perfect relationship. <laughs> and don't don't worry about the past. Let it go. Let them go. Yeah, let them go. I think that's bad. I, it almost sounds slightly like self sabotage like when it's too good. Yeah, and, you start thinking maybe you need something else. Mm. Yeah, or you're used to drama. Like some people are so indoctrinated that drama, because the resolution to drama is, oh, we're still together, he really does, or she really does love me. Mm -hmm. But like, so sometimes a healthy relationship can feel odd because it's lacking in drama. So those fireworks make you think like, oh, are they really in it? They're not willing to fight for me when, who needs to fight? I agree with that. Who needs to sleep in the same bed? Just me? <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> I was, funny enough, my, because we, we, you know, my son Shy is only eight months old. And so he's recently sleep trained over the last couple months. But over the first four or five months, my wife and I would take shifts. And so 
from like midnight to six, I would just like get six hours and try to just, you know, so that I could then take over for her for the rest of the day. And so I was sleeping in the guest room because other, because the baby was right by the bed. Like I could not sleep. So my son would wake up in the morning and come watch shows with me. And eventually the guest room became dad's room. <laughs> I was like, he started calling it dad's room. I was like, if you spread that around preschool, you can walk, <laughs> you can walk home. Dad. <laughs> so we had to be careful with that one. Miranda, love you. Thank you guys. <laughs> Josh, take us home. Um, we we love you all. Rate, review, subscribe. It means a lot to us. Five stars. Otherwise, what are you nuts? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Smash that like button on YouTube. Love you. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.